0: My name is Kate the Socialite and you're listening to episode 44 of The Kate Show. Guys, today I'm sharing my top email marketing tips with you because this will not only revolutionize the way you look at email marketing, but it will also help you reduce the stress and frustration that comes with, should I send a monthly email newsletter, should I not? Why aren't people opening my newsletter? How can I get people to reply? And how can I use marketing? in email as a way to actually facilitate conversation and start relationships with people who will hire you again and again and refer you to their friends. So I am excited to share these tips with you guys. And just as a heads up, because I always want to be fully transparent with you, at the end of this episode, I'm going to be talking very briefly about the email newsletter templates that my team and I create as part of socialitevault.com and I by no means am creating this just as a sales pitch but I did create those templates because of each reason I'm going to tell you about today. Each marketing tip that I'm going to cover. You see guys email marketing has gotten a bad rap. A lot of people will tell you that email marketing is dead. But the most successful marketers out there, whether they are professional marketing companies or just other people in the home industry, they will tell you how much email marketing has transformed their business because it is a crucial part of your sales funnel, of your pipeline. It is the point at which people convert from interested leads to paying clients. So it's important that you don't glaze over with this episode. It's important that you implement email marketing, but I also know that email marketing can be really intimidating and that's why I create templates for interior designers Homestagers and window treatment workrooms. So you don't have to listen to all of that at the very end of the episode if you don't want to. You can still get a lot out of this episode even if you never join Socialite Vault, but I do want you to know that you have resources available to you because the last thing I want you guys to do is listen to this episode and then walk away feeling totally bewildered and overwhelmed. So without further ado, let's just jump right in. One question I get asked a lot by people who have done email marketing in the past is this. They say to me, Kate, I haven't sent an email newsletter in like six months or six years. How do I start sending them again? Do I send out a newsletter reintroducing myself to my mailing list or do I just dive right in? And my answer is always just dive right in. If you haven't sent anything to your mailing list in quite a while, you have to be prepared that some people will unsubscribe And that's not a personal slight against you. It's just not everybody wants your emails, no biggie. But a lot of people are gonna be so happy to hear from you again, and you'll get reconnected with past clients, and you'll find that they need your help again in some way. So that is why I say dive right in. You can add a little intro within your first newsletter that says, hey, remember me? I'm so-and-so. But hopefully people haven't entirely forgotten about you. And of course, that's the beauty of email. marketing, sending a newsletter every four weeks, or like some of my clients they send every two weeks, make sure that you stay top of mind with your past clients. Now these past clients are what we would call low-hanging fruit because they already love you, they already know what you do, And they're going to be more apt to use your services again, and they'll also be very apt to refer you to people just like them. So if you get super great client A, they're going to refer you to another great client B, and then C, and then D, and you know, you get the picture. So that's why I say, don't wait another day, dive right in. Now, the next question I get is, how do I increase my open rate? After all, if people are not opening the newsletters you send, you'll easily get discouraged. and Like, why the heck am I sending these? No one's reading them. And there are a few different factors that come into play here. The first one is how consistent you are with your newsletters. So of course, the first newsletter you send out, two things are gonna happen. Either it is going to have a high open rate and a high unsubscribe rate, or it's going to have a low open rate and potentially also a low unsubscribe rate. And it's okay. You have to start somewhere. So don't let that stop you. But what you can do to make sure that people are opening your newsletter is having a really good subject line. So nothing salesy and nothing spammy. This means you need to avoid words like free or anything to do with money or sales or promotions, because if you start overusing the fact that, oh, you've got a sale on this and a promotion on that and a seasonal giveaway on this, people are going to become very numb to those things because they're inundated every day with other companies trying to push stuff on them. So instead, your newsletter needs to come across as a real message from one real person to another real person. Isn't that refreshing? It's like a really pretty little letter. Now, The other thing you need to make sure is that you're sending your newsletter on the most appropriate day of the week and time of day. So this is when you have to really think about who exactly is reading your newsletter. Are they professionals? Are they retired? If they are the working professional, they likely check their email right before they get out of bed in the morning. So you may want to make sure that you send out your newsletter at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. and Also, that you are sending it on a day of the week that they will be likely to check their email. So again, that professional may just want to shut down from email entirely on Saturday and Sunday, but come Monday morning, Tuesday morning, they are ready to go. Now, I will say that if you are reaching out to someone in the professional market, try to send your newsletter on Tuesday mornings or Wednesday mornings or Thursday mornings. Now, here's why. On Mondays, everyone's inbox is flooded from emails they got over the weekend. And on Fridays, people just want to get the heck out of work. So it's good to do Tuesdays, By then they've got their inbox under control and they could actually sit down and read your newsletter right then and there. Once you've pinpointed the right day and time of day to send your newsletter, you also need to figure out how you're going to avoid spam filters. So while I already said you need to avoid spammy words in your subject line, you also need to avoid them in the body of your email. And that can be a little bit tricky. So I'm actually going to link a resource in the show notes of this episode over at thekateshowpodcast.com and you'll be able to download it and get a whole list of spam words that you need to avoid at all costs in your newsletters. Now, just a quick disclaimer, the newsletters that I create do not have these spam words and that is why it takes me hours to create each one because there are so many things to keep in mind when designing an email newsletter. Now, the other question I get is... How much of an open rate should I have? How do I know if I'm getting caught in spam filters? And when should I freak out? And when is it actually normal? So I like this question because it allows us to establish a baseline of normalcy where people do not need to freak out. Now I will tell you, I have gotten contacted by several people over the past month or two who were really upset about their open rate. And so I asked, well, how low is it? And I'm prepared to hear something like 10%, 15%. And they were like, oh, it's around 42%. I'm like, oh my goodness, woman, you don't know how blessed you are. Because the average newsletter open rate for the home and garden industry is 18 to 20%. So they were double the average and they were still not happy. But as soon as I explained to them that they were far above where they needed to be, they relaxed. And I want you guys to relax. I want you to know that you do not have to have a 100% open rate in order to be successful. The open rate on my emails goes anywhere from 30% to 80%. It just depends which list I'm sending to and what I'm talking about and how consistent I am and what my subject line is, just like with you guys. Every so often, someone in my Facebook group will tag me and say, hey Kate, I sent a test newsletter to myself and it ended up in the promotions tab of my Gmail inbox. And they are always bothered by that. However, what you need to understand is Each individual's inbox settings will determine where your newsletter goes. For some, it may end up in the primary inbox. For others, it may end up in the promotions or updates section. You cannot control that, and that is no excuse to not do email marketing. You still need to do it because as long as your open rate is above 20%, you know that what you're doing is effective and it's reaching people and they're opening it and they're getting to know more about you and your services and how you can help them and that is the entire point of email marketing. Okay so let's move on to the next big question that I get and that I know many of you still have and that is should people be replying to my email and if so how do I get them to reply to my email newsletter? Now they don't always have to reply. If they are opening your email that is still excellent and that means you still have a reason to continue without having to adjust your current strategy. But if you want to go the next step and get people to actually reply and book consultations with you or even just say hey great newsletter here's what you need to do. You need to make sure you put a call to action or a cta at the end of every newsletter now you should not have more than one you need to literally narrow it down to one i'm gonna before i show you how to do this i want to show you exactly how not to do this so i was recently sent a sample email newsletter from just a random company out there and aesthetically it was gorgeous oh my goodness i loved the layout but it had so many things going on that number 1 i wasn't sure what type of organization it was it looked like it was a nonprofit or a charity that specialized in women's rights turns out it was actually an interior design firm so that's not a good sign is it but i loved the aesthetic and i was really confused by it at the same time and for all my interior designers listening i think you can understand what i'm saying here When you walk into a room, if it's beautiful, but it confuses you, that's not a good design. Am I right? All right. So this particular newsletter was confusing because it said, follow us on Instagram or join our giveaway and go follow this other friend that we really like. Oh, and you should email us if you need anything. Oh, but then when you're on the site, you should actually read our blog too. And I'm just like, whoa. There's so much going on here. I don't even know what to do. I think I forgot my own name. (laughs) You know what I mean? Okay, so you have to give people one thing to do and do not, I repeat, do not tell them to go follow you on social media because social media is the beginning of the sales funnel and your email newsletter is the end of the sales funnel. So it doesn't make any sense for you to get someone all the way to the end of your pipeline and then send them back to the beginning. It's not that people shouldn't follow you on social media, but you should not use that as your main call to action. Instead, you could say, click reply to book a consultation with me, or have a question about color palette choices, reply and I'll be happy to help you out. You need to make sure that you have a direct call to action that will immediately benefit the person taking that action. But you do have to be specific, because if you aren't specific, if you just say, let us know if you need anything, that's not enough to get the creative juices flowing on behalf of your potential client. You need to be very strategic about what you ask, such as, are you ready to stage this home to sell quickly and efficiently? then click reply right now. That would get a real estate agent motivated to click reply and say, hey, I want your help. Hey interior designers, how much time are you currently spending creating floor plans, furniture arrangements, or sourcing product, or creating mood boards? Well here's the good news, you do not have to keep spending many many precious hours of your time on these things that you could actually hand off to someone else. Now, I'm not suggesting that you hire an employee or that you add another person to your in-house team because that's not always a good fit for everyone. From a legal and tax standpoint, having an employee can be expensive and it can also be risky, which is why I am really excited to introduce you guys to my friend Brittany Elms of My Design Assistant. So Brittany specializes in virtual assistant services exactly and specifically for interior designers so that you can spend more time growing your business, your brand, and getting the publicity that you deserve without spending hours creating those mood boards or sourcing those products. Because we know these things are very important to your design process, but the good news is it doesn't all have to be done by you. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level and start outsourcing things that you don't necessarily have to have your hands in, go over to mydesignassistant.com, check out Brittany's services, her reviews, and book a time with her online. Head over to mydesignassistant.com to get started. Do you know why so many people are turned off by all the emails they keep getting day after day? It's because those emails largely lack rapport. They lack personalization. They lack humanity. They go back to all of those promotions and buy this and there's a sale now and get it before it's gone. What if you were different? That's what I set out to do when I created Socialite Vault. I wanted to make sure that all of my designers and stagers and workrooms were able to do email marketing in a way that really turned the model on its head. Instead of blasting people with buy this, buy now, you instead come across like a real human wow that's just amazing isn't it (laughs) not really it's not an original idea and in fact it heralds back to the days when we used to write letters to each other and send them via postal mail there's something so special about getting a message that was meant for you and it's really cool to see when someone actually takes time crafting that message showing their heart showing that they really care so this is what i want to tell you guys about next Building rapport with your readership through your email newsletters. Again, this is why it takes me several hours to create even just one email newsletter. Because when I am writing this text, I'm not just like, blah, 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 pretty photo, blah, blah. No, it's so much more than that. Sometimes I tell a story. Sometimes I explain a design concept or I explain why home staging is so firmly rooted in both psychology and in sales because we need to appeal to different facets of humanity when we're talking to them. So I'm going to give you guys a few actionable things that you can implement in your email marketing. The first one is to always write in the first person. This includes the actual email text and your bio, if you include your short bio in an email newsletter. If you start writing in third person, or if you talk about yourself in third person, it removes you from a situation. It turns into this random unknown being talking about you to your potential client instead of you having a conversation with another human. So make sure that you always write in the first person and make sure that your tone is conversational. Don't throw in tons of jargon or run on sentences. You're not trying to impress anyone here. You're trying to connect with them and either educate, inspire, or delight, or entertain them, or maybe all of the above. But make sure that you are a real person. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox on that one and onto another soapbox because I love my soapboxes. Now, how do you be memorable? How do you make sure that aside from sending a newsletter consistently every two or four weeks, that people actually think about what you're writing and they don't just click delete and go on with their day? You need to make sure that you stick to one topic per newsletter. That makes it easier for people to remember you because instead of having to remember five things, they only have to remember one. Now, this is where I get the most pushback from people who are just getting their feet wet in the whole email marketing world. They want to create a newsletter, and then they want a section for their recent projects and a section for the actual newsletter that I create, and then they want a section for their grandkids, and then they want a section for their dog, and then they want a section for their community events, and then they want to tell people about this vacation they recently went on. That's so much guys, you need to tone it down. So let me just tell you what I include in every email newsletter I create for people in the home industry. I start with an introduction to the topic and then I have the actual topic which is usually three bullet points that are fleshed out into a paragraph each and all of that ends up being around 300 words. It is not long. Then it follows up with the bio and the headshot of whichever customer the newsletter is for. And then it will have a call to action and two featured services so that people get a quick snapshot of you and what you do, but they aren't distracted and they still can pay attention to the main call to action. It's really important not to add too many extra sections to your newsletter. The more you add, the less effective it becomes. The less is more concept definitely applies here. So if you find that you want to say a little bit more than what I've just described, pick one more thing, just one. If you recently put a video up on YouTube and you wanna share it, you can add a section for that. Or if you were recently featured somewhere, you can include that. But be careful with how many things you add. Also, be careful that you don't add a lot of links in there that people could click and then leave that email or go to a website that isn't yours. If you were sharing an article that you really liked, think again, because all you're doing is driving traffic to someone else's site. Instead, if you have any links whatsoever in your newsletter, they should only be going to your website or your social media accounts. Or if you want to get really crazy, you should have next to no links in there, except maybe one to your website, so that people have no option other than to reply and get that conversation started with you. Because you've got to ask yourself, what will someone remember more? The fact that they clicked a link in your newsletter and went back to your website? Or the fact that they replied to your newsletter and then got a real response from you? You have to have that human connection. Okay, guys. So I have given a lot of Facebook Live chats and live webinars on the topic of email newsletters. And every single time somebody asks me, well, what do I do if I have a really small mailing list? And I always say, if you have at least a dozen or at least two or three dozen people that you can start emailing, then you should start Because the thing is, if you find excuses to wait, you'll always have a reason to wait. You're too busy, you don't know what to say, you don't know how to use MailChimp or whatever um, platform you want to use for it. You, You don't know how to craft something that actually gets opened. You keep ending up in spam filters or you don't want to end up in spam filters. Or the other big concern that people come to me with is, well, people already get so many emails already So, why should I send email to them? That would just irritate them, right? And honestly, if you just plan on spamming people with your sales and promotions, then yes, that will irritate them. And no, you shouldn't be doing any email marketing. But if your goal is to do everything I just described, then absolutely yes, you should be sending those newsletters because they are not junk, they're not spam that's one human reaching another human and that will make your email stand out from all the salesy ones that people keep getting. And if you're questioning if you should be sending a newsletter every two weeks or every four weeks or some random odd number, I want to make this easy for you. Send a newsletter every four weeks. If you decide you want to be a little bit more frequent, you could start sending every two weeks but keep an eye on your open rate and your unsubscribe rate because that might actually be overwhelming for your list or they might love it so if you start to see a huge increase in the people who are unsubscribing then back off a little bit either way you cannot go wrong with just doing every four weeks now at this point you might be thinking this sounds like something i should be doing and you would be right but I know that a lot of you struggle with what to say in an email newsletter because you might get a newsletter out the door one month, and then the next month comes and goes and you still haven't sent one and before you know it, half the year is gone and you haven't followed through on your commitment. So I'm going to give you guys some topic ideas and I'm actually reading these directly from the dashboard at socialitevault.com. I'm going to read a few subjects from each category. The categories being interior design, window treatments, and home staging. And these are all newsletters that you can get right now, use right now, or you can just use these topic ideas for your own. But I want you guys to know that the topic ideas and subjects for these are endless. There are so many things that you could be writing about in your newsletter. So here are a few. Now, first of all, if you have any holidays coming up, you can certainly address those. So we're coming up on Thanksgiving. So right now in the interior design category, I have just, these are a few of many, guys. I'm not going to read all of them to you. But we've got one for... Thanksgiving, I've got one for three autumn color palettes, which is great if you have a color consultation service in your business, boutique hotel bedroom design, how to design a luxe living room, the uses of Krypton fabric, how to prepare for a remodel, how to dress patio doors, three wallpaper myths, high-end soft home furnishings, integrated accessories for the kitchen, and so many more. For window treatment workrooms, I have a newsletter dedicated to explaining Roman shades and one that's all about how to layer window treatments, one that's about how to dress bathroom windows, or how to create child-safe window treatments or motorized window treatments. I also have one about valences, cornices and swags and one that delves further into the benefits of motorization instead of the previous one that was just talking about which window treatments can be motorized. And these are just a few topics of many, you guys. And the beautiful part about having a membership with Socialite Vault is that if you want us to create a newsletter around a certain topic, we'll do that for you in a heartbeat. We'll add your topic request to our rotation and then you'll get the exact newsletter topic that you want. Now, homestagers, I have not forgotten about you guys. Here are a few of the topics we currently have available for your newsletters: home staging myths, high-end home staging, three ways home staging increases value, how to stage a living room, hotel-inspired home staging, how to prep for occupied home staging, how to stage a dining room, wallpaper and its use in home staging, how to strategically stage your home how staging creates emotion, and boutique bedroom staging. Now again, these are just a few of many that we have available and we do take requests. And the beautiful part about all of this is that you can be consistent and professional without spending hours and hours creating a newsletter. Now, guys, I want you to know that all of this is available on a 14-day free trial. So, I would love it if you guys went and checked it out and just just see if it'll work for you. If not, no harm, no foul and no money out of your pocket. And either way, I hope that the tips I gave you today will give you the courage and the ambition to Start or restart your email marketing. It is absolutely essential to marketing your business in this digital age. And don't let anyone tell you the email is dead because we're all in our inboxes at least five times every day before lunch. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, keep your marketing simple, your message clear, and head over to socialitevault.com and I'll see you there. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.